welcome to Lending Forward, a podcast where we're lending every bit of what we know to our listeners. From real conversations and lessons learned deep within the industry to education and forward thinking, together we're Lending Forward. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our channels and connect with us on www.atlanticbay.com. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS number 72043, NMLSconsumeraccess.org is an equal opportunity lender. Located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 203, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23452. Welcome to another episode of Lending Forward. I'm your host, Taylor Ellard, and joining us again is one of our very own internal coaches here at Atlantic Bay, Steve Powell. Welcome, Steve. I know today we're talking all things about mindset and setting your mind right for the day and the week. So let's just dive right in when it comes to mindset, effort, things you can control. What are you hearing as the market is shifting right now? And what piece of advice would you give to mortgage bankers who are serious about their business, but they're just, they're feeling a bit lost right now? Yeah. The reality of the industry and where an an originator finds themselves right now is, is unique. Just like it was just like two years ago, it was unique. Right. And I don't for once believe that it's going to stay that way. I don't, I don't believe we're going to stay in this kind of market of low inventory and and weird pricing and and kind of weird unemployment numbers. It doesn't, you know, it's like low unemployment, but don't look like anybody's working, you know. So it's it's all this stuff in all this economic stuff that that doesn't do you any good to focus on day in and day out. Right. You know, it's okay. It's okay to be aware of it and and under, and try to understand it, but to dwell on it, it's not it's not where you need to be. Mindset. The way you phrase that question about mindset for somebody that's serious about this career. You know, there's somebody that's, I, you know, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not just, you know, I'm not going to try to weather this, you know, after the last two years of really tonning it, I'm not going to try to weather this and get out. You know, I'm really in for this for the long haul. Cycles come and go. And so mindset becomes probably the most important thing on a on a daily basis as you start your day and then throughout the day as you as you go. I've even started calling it not not referring to it as mindset, talking to people about mindset, but talking to people about setting your mind. So set your mind on blank, blank, blank. Okay. Right. You know, when you start the day, you know, set your mind on on your goals for the day and what your attitude is going to be for the day and what you expect from the day. And then as you go through the day, you have to set your mind all along the way right? because things get in the way, stuff comes from out of left field, distractions happen, things that could easily affect you mentally and emotionally happen during the day. It happens to all of us and how you set your mind based on those things that happen will dictate, you know, how the rest of the day is going to go. And this is really a daily thing. It's, 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 a, it's a daily and a multiple times a day thing. External life happens and it's all in how you handle it, right? Like every issue that arises, it, you could think the world is on fire or you could say, this is, let me just break this down, you know, bite size. So I don't, I don't feel overwhelmed. And I, we've talked before about how you've got some stuff set in place from walking through progression with beliefs to expectations, attitudes and behaviors and performance. And so I think for most people right now, it's like they want to hear the what. So when we say we set our minds, like, what do you think is best practice for that? And because a lot of times I'm hearing from my end, 
time blocking is just not a realistic thing for me, but structure should be. Structure should absolutely be a part of your day. So tell us kind of how you are you are setting expectations and pair it a little bit with time blocking and structure. We don't spend enough time thinking, okay? I mean, this world, we're conditioned to do, right? We're right. conditioned to act, but we don't spend enough time thinking about how to do that. And I'm not saying spend all our time in the, in, on the top of some mountain, you know, just thinking, right? Right. And never do anything. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying to procrastinate. I'm just saying that we've, we've got to learn to balance how much time we put into thinking about what we want to do so that we set ourselves on a better path for, for doing it, for doing what we want to do. And the brain is, the brain's a powerful thing. I get that. But, and, and if you think enough about it, about something, I was talking to somebody earlier about who, who says, we were talking about having to speak in public and they're like, I get real anxious and I don't, and, and even, and when somebody, if I'm, now it's one thing to speak and present something, but then if somebody asks me something like in the, from the group spontaneously, I just, I don't know how to respond because I didn't have a chance to prepare for that question. Right. I said, I've learned this hard way. I do a lot of public speaking and the best thing I've ever thought to do is, and, and what I do is I will just take five or 10 seconds and say, let me think about that for a sec. You know, and I'll, and I'll even say that. I'll say, let me think about that for a sec. And then I take five or 10 seconds and I think about how I want to respond. And I think if we if we will just learn to balance how much time we spend thinking about what we plan to do and want to do and intend to do, if we think about, if we spend time thinking and planning, the outcomes are better. Because there's, I mean, human human behavior would indicate that People don't think enough before they do something. I mean, we got all kinds of YouTube video out there showing people doing stupid stuff, which would <laughs> indicate that they're not taking enough time to think about what they probably ought to do. So I really think, I mean, I think if, I think we could prove this, that if a little bit, a little extra time thinking and planning will yield better outcomes. Yeah. Now that, but you have to spend time doing that. And you have to make time to do that. So to your question, so like time blocking, I mean, time blocking is a tactic. And I, I think there is, there's room for that. I mean, I think there's room for time blocking. I think there's room for scheduling time to sit and think and plan. Totally, totally. I think that's a type of thinking that we should perform on a daily basis. Be in that kind of thought mode. I mean, for me, it's or that's early in the morning type of thing. Right. But that's the best time for me to do that kind of deep thinking about the day. But, but it's important to do it. When I'm talking with mortgage bankers and agents alike, because they both a lot of times have the same kind of mentality, they're all a lot of go-getters and then they you fall under the scarcity versus abundance mindset. And I think starting your day off is, it sounds to be like that's where most people get their vital time for themselves. Okay. So what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. when I like realistic time blocking. So if it's just like a planning session, I take a Sunday. And if someone wants to use this, they absolutely can. But every Sunday I sit down, I look at my week of what's going to happen and I write down more or less like a to-do slash checklist. Like here's what I know I want to accomplish that goes in tandem with what I'm doing that week. And so if I can just get into that, okay, I know I've got to do it on a Sunday. I spend some time. And then in the mornings, that's when I exercise because to me, that is my time to just get my body going, get started. I I have great thoughts when I'm doing it. But what are your views on meditation? I definitely believe that we that you need a 
higher place to go and a place to go and something bigger to believe in. I'm a Christian, so my faith is in is in God and Jesus, and I read the Bible every day, and I like to share that kind of stuff. But so that's where I go. That's where I go, and and, and I encourage people to go where they find that place because I think everybody needs it. And I think that you like for me. You mentioned the Sunday thing. Sunday evenings have been forever, 30 minutes to an hour that I'll take at some point on a Sunday evening when I think the time is right to sit down and think about the day, think about the next week come to yeah. come, right? And I think about, you know, not just the activities and the tasks and the meetings and such, but I think about the people involved, right? And I try to, I try to spend time anticipating how those interactions will go with those people. It's one thing to say, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this this week. But we're humans and we get a lot from thinking about the people we're going to interact with. Absolutely. And spending some time thinking about how do I want to approach this person? What do I not know about this person? That's part of that planning that I do on a Sunday evening. And I've, I've done that, gosh, I've done that for 20 plus years. And yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have to take long. It doesn't take more than an hour. Right. And that's for a busy week that I'm thinking about and planning. For sure. But to meditation, you know, I really, I do believe you got to spend time exercising. You've got to spend, you got to exercise your body. You got to exercise your mind. You got to exercise your soul. And you need to do that as regularly as possible. The morning's great, but I'm, I like it all day long. I mean, I'm, I like to recharge as the day goes. Right. Well, and it's funny you say that because it's true. Like you do need to reset from time to time. You need to get up. You need to go outside, get some fresh air. And that kind of kickstarts other things and you get more creative. And so I think it's just a balance of being able to try and figure out what tactics are going to, like you said, what tactics are realistic for you? Are you going to stick to whether that's some people find their exercises, their, their church. Some people right. find that sure. sitting down and meditating and like just clearing their mind from anxiousness is a, is yeah. a way to do it. But yeah. the other side too, is when I'm sitting down and I'm talking to mortgage bankers and you probably hear this too. A lot of times they're like, we've got all these tools and we don't know where to take the next step. And so yeah. I've encouraged mortgage bankers to, if they had a really good session with a coach or with mm-hmm. learning a new tech tool or whatever, write a recap to yourself on what you pulled out of that. And and that's what you heard. And so it's like, if that's what you hear, go to somebody who is the expert on that and say, this is what I heard. What should my next steps be? Like that's what meant something to you. So what's actionable? So encouraging that recap. I don't know. Do you, do you coach that? that? Do you hear that works? Yeah. Yeah, No, I, I mean, I regularly encourage you note taking during coaching sessions when I'm working with with mortgage bankers, I mean, I always hope they're taking notes. I sure, I, I definitely am taking notes, and then, and that's a and that's a coaching thing. I mean, you've got some coaches that don't don't believe in note taking. Some of my coach training says you be fully present. You don't take notes. That that takes away from you being fully present. I'm sorry, but I if if something's important, I mean, I learned this in sales and in public speaking that. One of the way, one of the best ways to show someone value is to write down something they say. Absolutely. It's like because if they see you writing down something that they just said, they're like, "Oh, they thought that was important. They thought that was that was good stuff." Yeah, I'll pencil that in to use that again. Yeah, I mean that builds up people. And so when I'm hearing folks talk and they're saying this or that in a coaching session, I'll make a note because I want to either I want to go back to it or I want to help reinforce it or I want us to develop it further. But Doing that recap, I think, is great. And I encourage coming out of coaching sessions to recap your, the key points of a coaching session. 
so that you have something you know to build on until the next time. You mentioned these ideas and you know, all these tools and things that are out there. And I mean, and they're coming out of the woodwork right now. I mean, everybody, everybody's coming to the front to try to, to say, hey, we're here to help you, loan officers. We're out here. We're, we're here to help you. Right. And it's making it even worse because now they're like, well, now I really don't know what to choose from. Right. Now I really don't know what program to sign up for or what new system to get a subscription to or what book to buy. And I, you know, and, and it, and I'm like, I mean, I hear that in my coaching conversations. It's some noise in some ways. And, but I think I understand the spirit of it. I, I'm, the intent I think is, is good and genuine. I get that. We, we want to help hold the industry together and keep building it up. But for the LO that's in it for the long haul, that wants to continue to grow their business, as simple a business plan as you can get back to now and commit to a set of strategies that you have vetted and that you feel like these are things that are going to work for the next months or year to come until I re until I refine this business plan again. These are the things I'm going to commit to. And then don't commit to anything else. Right. You know, no more shiny objects. Business. Yeah. Yeah. There's too many of those. And LOs, you know, a lot of us, myself included, at, at a time where we're into that, you know, I, I would pay attention to that new thing, right. maybe longer than I should have. So you got to just decide what fits you, what fits your strategy, what fits your business model, and then stick to those strategies and commit to them for a period of time. And then, and then, you know, make sure, obviously make sure that your leaders that are helping you under, know that these are the things you're committed to so they can help you stay on track with them um, and review them with you as you go through your, your sales year, but then build that accountability. Right. Build that accountability structure so that so that which keeps the noise out mm -hmm. as much as it helps you focus on what you're trying to focus on. Yeah. And so let's hit really fast uh, before we wrap up on the topic of how thinking drives performance. So I know that's a, an important topic to you, and I know it's something that you're coaching immensely to your team. So tell us a little bit about how those conversations are going and what you're seeing from those practicing what you're preaching. The process of how thinking drives performance is. I mean, it's not revolutionary. It's just reminders that as you have a goal or an idea or a thought, to spend enough time letting that goal or idea or thought develop before behavior kicks in. And so there's a progression that follows. I mean, you, you, you start with a thought that might come from, okay, this is a goal you know, the goal might be right now because I, I got to find loan volume. So that, so let, let, I need some thoughts around that. Right. So let me have some thoughts around that. Taking some time to to develop those thoughts and those ideas to the point where they and this can happen quickly to the point where they create expectation. And that's why we always have all of us have these things. All of us have these ideas that they they light something inside of us because it, it hits it hits who you are. Yeah, that's the expectation inside of you kind of developing like you might have another idea and it just never gels. It never develops. Nothing ever comes of it. It's like, well, it probably wasn't yours. It yeah. probably wasn't supposed to be something you were supposed to develop. But if, if that expectation builds, you got to give it enough time for that to happen. So many people run off with an idea and they implement it and it just never takes because they didn't have they didn't take enough time to figure out is, is my expectation positive around this? Do I do I? get excited about the idea of this becoming, developing into a full-blown idea, a full-blown sales strategy, sure. whatever, whatever it might be. 
but do you get excited about it? Does it start to build drive, right? Which is your attitude. So mm -hmm. does your attitude start to, to change toward it? And this is where expectation and attitude, which together kind of constitute drive, we don't spend enough time there. I think salespeople don't spend enough time thinking through the idea and letting it develop attitudinally, letting them get kind of jazzed up about it and being able to get strong positive emotions behind it and to the point where they can put it in motion. They can develop the activity. They can start to execute the behavior. And then hopefully once they sustain behavior long enough, it just becomes performance. That in a nutshell is how, how thinking drives performance, but we don't spend enough time on the thinking part, the thought developing into a belief that develops into an expectation that then affects our attitude to the point where then it becomes a behavior. Oftentimes we go from thought to behavior yep. we don't take enough time. And this is where, and honestly, I mean, selfless plug for coaching. This is where we, we coaches help. Coaches help you take a thought and make it a, an effective behavior. If we, if we do it right, we mm -hmm. can help you take a thought and make it an effective behavior. Because we're going to slow you down enough to help you figure out, is this something you should do? And if so, then how can you do it a unique way that's uniquely yours? And that's, you know, and, and so when I'm talking to folks right now about ideas they have for their business, things they're trying, new relationships and all this, I mean, you, we really have to slow down a little bit in our conversations and help people think about, you know, just is this an effective use of your time and energy and resources or not? Because volume drops and people are like, well, I got I want to replace that volume. So they run that much faster towards something they think will work. And that's probably and sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. Right. Um, impulse. Oh, yeah. 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 And then the bright, shiny object, the impulse by the, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. And I'm not and I'm not in it for that. I mean, I, I don't want I mean, I don't, want, I don't want anybody to sign up for coaching that thinks it's a quick fix. Right. right. I'm, I'm not that kind of coach. And I don't want to sell a book for that reason. Or I don't want to have a I don't want to have a. I don't want you to come to a, a conference because it's a quick fix. All of it together could work right. as long as you think long and hard enough through the process to figure out if it's if it's for you. Yeah, I love that. And then watch it, you know, give give it time to flourish, well, yeah, you know, yeah, instead yeah, of just yeah. ripping it off, you know, well, make sure you've got ample time. And that's where taking the time to think through an idea before you implement it will give you that longevity to see it through and give it time to develop instead of just run into an idea and saying, oh, I'll try this. Okay. And they go out and try that. And then like a month later, it's like, well, I didn't work. I didn't get any business from it. Right. And I'm like, well, you didn't give it enough time. Potentially, it may have been a bad idea, but if it was a good idea, you still didn't give it enough time because okay. you didn't think through it long and hard enough to make sure it was for you. Yep. So that's, but you're right. That's the next, that's the next thing that happens is yeah. that they, is they don't give it time to develop and and become a long-term strategy that can bring a business. I love that. Well, this was extremely helpful. And it is so important to set the mind and let that be a guiding light and be able to come in every day with a clear space, knowing your goals, knowing how your day might go. Yes, there's going to be some fires you'll you have to put sure. out, but step away then and go set the mind again is really right. just, it's such good advice. So we appreciate you lending that forward, Steve. Thank you for being on Lending Forward today. Always happy to do it. See you, Taylor. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Lending Forward podcast powered by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Don't forget to tune in next week and make sure you subscribe to our channel. Remember, we all play a part in Lending Forward. So go lend something forward today.